Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good Sunday morning. Rashini with you here. Oh my gosh, we have so much to get into. Dr. David Hilden is host of Healthy Matters. He is just a medical whiz, and it is another one of those fun shows, at least for me, because I learn a lot, and I know you do too, Open phones. It is open line Sunday. Let me give you the line. <laughs> 651-989-9226. Call us. We'll definitely get to you. Text us. We will try to get to you. 651-989-9226. Dr. David Hilden of Hennepin Healthcare. How are you this Sunday? Good morning, Rashini. I'm doing well. I'm a little tired because like a like a lot of people, I've been watching a lot of TV this week, you know, just watching people do math on TV all week. And uh, so I'm a little tired, but other than that, doing great. I hope everybody else is having a good fall morning. It was so beautiful outside yesterday. I'm starting to get back out and walking and walked around Lake Harriet. It was lovely. You know, Did you have a good was, week? I had a great week. And, you know, I don't know if you know, but it was birth week for me. Friday was the birthday. And we hit a record temperature for that day in the Twin Cities, which I felt was a true gift from God for me on my birthday. So it was a good week. But the the fun thing you say about, or I shouldn't say fun, but the 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 sort of anecdotal thing about the sleep. So yesterday evening I was working on the show and uh, my dog and the husband were upstairs and I didn't realize they were napping. Like they just fell asleep. (laughs) I came walking upstairs and they were so startled as if I had woken them up in the middle of the night. And my husband was saying he couldn't believe how tired he was. Is there something about this time of year? Do you think it's just post-election watching too much TV that's making everyone so sleepy? Yeah, I think, I, I don't know. It's probably a, all of the above, but I agree with him completely. I agree <laughs> with your husband. And by the way, happy birthday. That was oh, something I should have you. said right at the top of the hour. But right. um, everybody is um, seems exhausted. I could take a nap like you know, two hours after waking up for some reason. And I, you know, I'm sleeping a lot at weird times and taking naps. And the election has um, been, you know, doesn't matter what your um, feelings are, which position you took or who you voted for. It has been, no matter who you are, it, you have to kind of admit it's been a tense week for everybody. And, and everybody just wants some closure, I think. And so there has been, our our day-night schedules have been um, pretty, pretty upended. 
And then Julie, my wife, and I were having a conversation. We're still talking about last week's daylight savings, and I'm not sure we had, <laughs> yes. well, I'm not sure we entirely agreed on this one, but we're convinced we're convinced that our dog still hasn't ta- has still hasn't adjusted that she's going to bed an hour early. And then we started talking about, well, maybe we're all a little bit still screwed up from that hour. And my position was, oh no, no, we're we're back. We've recovered from one hour of sleep from daylight savings. So I don't know. We we've it's been on a lot of people's minds though. Is how are you sleeping? How are you? How are you managing through um, a pandemic and the change of seasons and an election and everything? Well, you know, it it is true that sleep is so important, and I know we'll have a special sleep episode on a future Sunday on Healthy Matters. But I'll tell you from all the Election Day coverage I did both throughout Election Day and then into the night. So I was hosting from midnight to 4 a.m., so into the wee hours of Wednesday, and I thought I could get some things done later in the day Wednesday. It sort of shot my whole day, Dr. Hilden. Yeah, I totally – I could totally see that. I do – uh, in in medicine, we you know when you do your medical training, this is a weird thing. But when you're a resident, you work eighty hour work weeks, and so like there, if for about a three year period, most doctors they get four days a month off. They work eighty hour work weeks, and your sleep schedule gets so screwed up. And and one of the things you have to do is do a lot of overnights. And well, that's something when you're twenty eight, you can recover a little bit. But now today, I'm not twenty eight anymore. And and whenever I have to do an overnight shift, it takes me two days to recover. I mean, or more. Two days later, I'm still dragging. I I I've got headaches and I don't feel right. It does kind of. It is sort of a. Uh, commentary on our need for sleep. And I think, I don't have the statistics here, but I think most of us don't get enough sleep. And I think I, you're totally I, I, right. Yeah, I'll put myself in that group. I don't think I'm very good at that. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, people have said, and you may have written our, read Arianna Huffington's book a few years ago called Thrive. That was her whole thing. Set an alarm that tells you shut down, go to bed, you know, so a nighttime alarm, which I still haven't been able to do. Even when I say to myself, okay, shut everything down by nine, get into bed by 9.30, start reading, you'll eventually fall asleep. It just, I can't, I mean, it it just doesn't work. But I think we do have to, as a nation, commit to this a little more. I want to remind people, it is our Open Lines Sunday. Dr. Hilden is here to answer all of your questions. We're taking calls. We're taking texts. Same number, 651-989-9226. Only different result, though, is we for sure will get to you if you call us. We will try to get to you if you text us. And before we go to break, Dr. Hilden, I want to remind people, that Hennepin Healthcare isn't just some big building in downtown Minneapolis. You all are in lots of parts of the Twin Cities. Indeed we are, Rashini, and thank you for um, bringing that up. Um, a lot of people remember Hennepin as HCMC, and that is still the name of the hospital, HCMC. It's a big hospital downtown Minneapolis. Everybody, Everybody's heard of that one. But we have... Um, Probably the world's or the met the region's most modern facility at our clinic there, and then we have eight or nine or ten I can't remember how many is clinics throughout the metro area, especially on the western part. So we're up in Brooklyn Park, we're at Whittier in South Minneapolis, we're in Golden Valley, we're in Richfield, Saint Anthony, not Golden um, Valley, really? Golden even <laughs> Golden Valley. Uh, that's the that's the one next to the Byerleys um, over there on Highway 100 and Duluth Street. That's one of our favorite clinics for people. The Golden Valley Clinic just just rocks it. People is it love just their... super cheery or what? 
No, I don't know. I think it's just the you know, frankly, it's it's you know, it's a clinic. It's fine. It's you know, it's modern. <laughs> it's clean. But for me, a clinic's you know, a clinic. No, I think it's um. It's that group that works out there. Um, Natalie Eichmann um, is a physician assistant there who's been on this show actually many times. Natalie does this um, program called The Great Slim Down where she meets with people about their weight. Um, Brian Nelson's one of the doctors out there. They do allergy shots out there. It's a great clinic. I don't know. It just feels like you're kind of your small town clinic out there. Um, out in Golden Valley, people love that clinic. Um, All right. You, so, Doctor, no, Dr. Hilden, I was to tell you, people are taking us seriously. We already have four calls on hold for after the break. We better so. talk to some people, huh? We, yes. Yeah, so let's take a quick break. Much more open line show, Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden, give us a call. Give us a text. 651-989-9226. We are back. The doctor is in. Rashini Rajkumar with you, along with Dr. David Hilden, your host of Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin Healthcare. Phone lines are open, and boy, are the lines ringing off the hook. 651-989-9226. I promise we will get you if you call us. I hope we get to you if you text us. Dee is on the line from Maplewood. Hi there, Dee. Hi, folks. Um, happy birthday, Rashini. Oh, thank you, Dee. You're welcome, and thank you both for continuing to serve our community. Yeah, so thank you for that. Oh, very sweet. My question is, if someone who lives alone dies of COVID, when is it safe for the family members to enter that home? Great question, Dee, and, and if that has happened um, to I'm sorry about whoever might be lost, but just in general, uh, um I think you can you can be with someone quickly. Uh, um, uh, the viruses only live in uh, uh, a person who's in, in whom it can replicate. And although I don't have any specific data on that, I haven't studied that. I haven't read anything about that. What I would do is I would um, just simply mask up and glove up, and or, you know, and and you can go relatively quickly, um, same day, uh, because. Um, uh, I can't see the the benefit at all to waiting. We don't know how long this virus lives. Uh, we know it lives many hours or perhaps a day or two in a living person and on surfaces. But uh, on a person who um, who has died, uh, we we haven't studied that. So what I would do is assume that um, it's it's that the person had it. But keep in mind, you get it through breathing, and so that person would not be. And so I think it'd be okay to go in soon. You know, I would go in that day. All right. Pete is on the line from Otsego. Good morning, Pete. Yes, good morning. See, I've got a question about about the contact uh, list or how you handle it. I live in a multi-unit building, and one of our residents tested positive for uh, the coronavirus. She, in turn, notified several people who she had had contact with over the last 14 days. Well, now, we've been contacted by one of the people that she contacted. I mean, we're, we're th- three deep into this now. When when does this stop? You know, I mean, you, you, in a matter of uh, days, you can cover the whole world, you know. Um, how, how deep does a contact list have to go? 
Pete, uh, Pete, you have pretty much described the challenges of contact tracing, and I think you've also described very skillfully, I might add, that eventually it becomes not a fruitful exercise. So the whole way we're going to the contact tracing, the whole way we're going to control this thing is through a series of interventions, and no one intervention is going to fix this. The vaccine isn't going to fix it by itself. Uh, testing isn't going to fix it by itself. Contact tracing isn't going to fix it by itself, but all those things together are what's going to do it. So in contact tracing, we're mostly looking for significant uh, exposures. And the CDC um, describes a significant exposure as somebody who has had contact with an infected person for 15 minutes in a given day. And when I say contact, that means in the same room with them without a mask um, and in close proximity. So it's not like you're standing on the other two sides of a gymnasium. That's not contact. But being in a, in a room close to someone without a mask for 15 minutes, that's a contact. So the point of contact tracing is to identify those people. And once you get start talking about, yeah, I, I, I bumped into somebody who was in a grocery store who was next to somebody else who went to, then went to church, and, and you do get two, three, four people deep, it's no longer um, useful information. So I think if... If you should just find out who were you personally in contact with, and um, if there are none, then you're okay. You don't have to say uh, um, these these two or three deeps. They don't. They're less helpful at that point. All right, we're going to try to get to a couple more calls and hopefully at least a couple texts before we have to go to break. But get in your calls, get in your texts. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Janet from New Hope. Good morning. Hello. I got a question since Jordana was in and had a spinal tap last week. I had one late 70s, early 80s. Is it changed from then to now? Because back then, no one told me I was supposed to lay flat for XX amount of hours. They got me up the next morning to do some kind of a, like a little kid's thing where you put the X and the X and the O and the O. It has, you know, it, has there been any changes not um uh, thanks for your question not a ton of changes the the lying flat business is mostly just so you don't get dizzy or get a headache or something you might be surprised at how safe a spinal tap is and what i mean by that is they're very safe um uh the there's no nerves for them to hit down there in your lower back your spinal cord has ended um it ends a little higher up and so the needle goes into your spinal column below where the nerves end um, it is a, um, a sterile procedure, and none of that has changed. However, some people get a headache. That's the biggest complaint people get after a spinal tap is a headache. Um, and uh, lying flat might help that a little bit. There isn't, no, there isn't a reason that you have to be lying flat for days on end or even many hours on end. Uh, so I think it, the, the procedure is roughly the same as it was even decades ago, uh, and it's a relatively safe procedure. Um, uh, it's also called a lumbar puncture. People are often, you, you'll hear about an LP. And so, uh, uh, and, and you happen to mention Jordana. I just, every, time, every chance I get, just want everyone to know and want Jordana to know that we're all thinking of her. Um, we are all thinking of her. And doctor, for those who don't know, she has a kind of rare, is that correct? Kind of rare form of leukemia. Indeed, and I know she's been public about this, and yes. I've, I've, in fact, been in contact with Jordana as, as well. And she has a T-cell leukemia. T-cells are part of your blood cells. Um, it's ALL in her case, um, acute lymphocytic leukemia. And uh, that is, uh, it's not particularly common in adults. Um, and uh, 
it's not rare as hen's teeth, you know, if you've ever heard that expression, but it's not one of the more common ones. But she is um, getting the, the world's best care and down in Rochester. And uh, uh, I have every, every uh, reason to think that she's just going to do terrific. But she's got some chemotherapy and some treatments ahead of her. All right. We do have a couple calls. I'm going to have them hold through the break really quickly before we go to the break. About 30 seconds. This is a great question from a listener. What does the doctor think of the keto diet? The keto diet is a very, um, it leads your body into ketosis, which is not its normal metabolism. Um, I'm not a fan of any, any diets, to be honest. But I am a fan of eating right, eating whole foods, um, um, reducing simple sugars, reducing simple carbohydrates, heavier on proteins is fine, and that's what the ketosis diet does. Um, uh, whole, whole fats are okay, just not in, in, in lots of uh, quantities. Eat like you live in the south of France or Italy. Eat the Mediterranean diet. Those are healthy. Any particular diet I'm not a huge fan of because they're hard to sustain. So just develop good eating habits um, in general, and you can sustain that. That's kind of my take on that. All right. We've got lots more questions and texts coming in. We have some callers waiting. 651-989-9226 if you have a question for Dr. Hilden on this open line show of Healthy Matters. We have some really wonderful questions I'm eager to get back to. So be sure to call us or text us. 651-989-9226. We will be right back. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. All right, people are taking this phone gets priority thing very seriously, Dr. Hilden. We are back, Rashini Rajkumar and Dr. David Hilden of Hennepin Healthcare. The open line show on Healthy Matters. You can call or text us, 651-989-9226. Renee, thanks for holding through the break. She's calling in from New Hope. Hello? Hello? Yes, go ahead. Yes, I was wondering, um, okay, when you go into a restaurant, they want you to leave your phone number so that they can contact you, I guess, if, if... They have COVID there. But why, at a large company, if people test positive for COVID, they won't tell the other employees because they say it's the HIPAA law. Does that really apply? Uh, uh, HIPAA is the privacy laws um, that uh, that uh, um, affect me and other healthcare workers and insurance companies. We are not allowed to share your healthcare information with anybody, not even your spouse, unless you ask us to. Um, but the HIPAA law does not apply to private citizens. Um, it doesn't, you know, uh, you can't be sued for a HIPAA violation for spilling the beans on your next door neighbor. Now, it might not be a good idea. It might not be nice, but it's not illegal in most cases. At restaurants, uh, I, I'm not obviously not an expert in all this, but um, the whole point is to make contact tracing more possible, and that's a good idea. Um, but I don't think that people's individual uh, health care information ought to be shared freely across companies. And so we're sort of walking this fine line um, uh, about respecting people's privacies, but also needing to do public health. And so I think that's what restaurants and other companies are grappling with. We even do it at the hospital. If one of our employees has COVID, we, you know, we quarantine them. We don't have them come to work, but we don't go advertising around the whole place why so-and-so didn't come into work today. Uh, so I think it's just a fine line um, about keeping people private versus public health. And um, I think that's what you're seeing. I fully support the thing in the restaurants. Um, we just need to be able to protect the public should the need arise. 
Um, and that's the whole point of the phone number business. Dr. Hilden, along those lines, I want to ask this quick text to RR. Best show on a Sunday morning. Please ask the good doctor, what would he suggest to Governor Walls for dialing back the state to get the virus under some control? Thank you. Well, I think we need to do that. Um, I'm not a... Uh, envious of any state leader or national leader, any of them, any politician who has to make these decisions because they're so, there's equal, there's great reasons on all sides for what we ought to do. Uh, we should note that we're not in a lockdown we, now. We haven't been locked down for, except for a few weeks in May. What we are is in some restrictions. And I think that that dialing up and down um, metaphor is a, is a good one. That some things we need to dial back and some things we can dial up because we start to know what is more safe. I think, and this might not be a popular opinion with everybody, but I think we need to dial back our public activities somewhat. The problem is, is that despite best intentions, people are people and you, we get complacent and we don't, we don't do everything that is in the best interest of the community. The, and so I would favor some dialing back if Governor Walsh cared what I thought. Um, but I, I know he has wiser people than, than me, um, that he is listening to. Um, and, uh, he gets he gets opinions from all sides, so it's not an a, not an easy decision to make. One thing I'm convinced of, though, is that um, we have the ability to make this pandemic last a few months or a few years, depending on what we do. How long do you want this thing to go? <laughs> yeah, and it is tough when you look at the economy and those repercussions. It really oh, totally. It is totally so. the The question is, and I'm not an ec economist. I don't know all the impacts, other than to say that I feel for small feel for small business owners but but um if we just went back to normal life this thing's going to be with us for four years uh, it's it just it's not going to go away this virus doesn't care about anything else and so we have to do some things to shorten the duration of this um and i wish i had the perfect answer i'm really not envious of the governor all right we have several calls holding and dozens of texts so i want to keep us moving forward don is calling from blaine hi there don Yes, uh, it's Don from Buffalo. Is, is, do I have the right you have the right one now? You know what? We had two Dons, so why don't you go ahead, Don from Buffalo? All right. Thank you very much. A short one. I'm an 82-year-old. Uh, I've got a uh, pacemaker and some heart conditions, uh, AFib, flutter, and, and SVT, quite a combination here, uh, and taking medication. Should I get this or test positive or while waiting for this thing to clear up, hopefully for all of us, Am I, uh, is there a protocol, doctor, that, that in terms of things I can do in addition to I'm doing the things that we're recommending with masks and all? I'm talking about medication or vitamins or protocol for should I test positive? Do I immediately uh, look for some kind of help for my age to get uh, to reduce the severity and the possibility of dying from it? All, all, all really good questions, Don. Um, you with your biggest risk factor for coronavirus is your age. It is not your heart in this case. Um, and so I would suggest to you that you do, you just be extra vigilant about the, the things to keep yourself safe. All the things that we all know now, like, like second nature to us about masking and social distancing, you should do those things and just be extra careful. The issue with coronavirus is that you with your heart rhythm problems, and Don was describing some heart rhythm problems, atrial fibrillation, atrial flutter, um, supraventricular tachycardia, Don's got them all. Um, they don't put you at higher risk for getting infected. 
Um, but if you do get infected, they might put you at a little higher risk of having a worse outcome. But the, the risk factor that puts you at higher risk for a worse outcome is clearly your age. And so uh, I would just double down. I don't think there's anything you need to do about um, any special vitamins or, or any other actions in your life other other than to make sure that you're kind of doing healthy living things. Like Roshini and I were talking about at the top of the hour, get good sleep. Make sure you're getting adequate sleep. Make sure you're eating a balanced diet. I would try to be active. Get out walking. Do whatever you like to do to be active. Eat a balanced diet. Drink lots of fluids. All those things that make your body tuned up will make your immune system better able to fight this thing. But there's nothing specific you have to take or do to prevent it other than what everybody else has to. All right, we're going to get to our calls. We have several calls. Uh, phone line's still open, folks, 651-989-9226. We have dozens of texts, so I'm really urging people to call us so that we for sure get to you, and then I will try to get to as many texts as I can. Catherine is on the line from Blaine. Hi there, Catherine. Good morning, Rashini. Thank you so much for taking my call, you guys. Um, Absolutely. Okay, Dr. Hilden, I, I had uh, COVID. I was diagnosed with it on... Uh, the middle of October. So I went um, on Friday to get the spit test to see if I still was going to be positive. And um, the test came back inconclusive. So what am I, I'm a 72 year old woman. I had COVID, but it was very, um, it was very mild case. So what do I take from that inconclusive um, test result? Does that mean that I have antibodies in my in my blood? Yeah, great questions, Catherine. And and you've highlighted why we no longer even re- um, recommend getting retested if you were positive, because this this is exactly the reason why. What we're recommending for people is if you had a positive COVID test, um, that you don't need another one in three months, no matter what, um, because um, the this is what's going to happen. You get one a few weeks later and it's going to be inconclusive because the tests are looking for bits and pieces of the virus. In some cases, they're looking for the DNA of the virus, but they, um, you can have little bits and pieces of the virus in you for a long time. It doesn't mean it's infectious anymore. Your body's done its job. It's gotten rid of it. Um, you didn't get tested in the saliva test for um, antibodies. That's a blood test. So we don't even test people because we're sort of the data would suggest that you probably have antibodies for at least a few months, if not longer, and that you're pretty good to go for a few months. We consider any repeat positive test in those first three months as simply being a residual from your first infection. After three months, you might be getting infected again. So we're not telling people you to even get a test after you've been infected in those first three months. All right, so Dr. Hilden, let's try to get at least one call and one text in before we have to go to break. 651-989-9226. Don is on the line from New Richmond. Hello. Hello, Don. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm a 79 years old, uh, reasonably good health. My PSA jumped a little bit more this uh, last uh, exam, run from four to six. They did some, uh, because it jumped, they did a biopsy in the prostate, and I have some cancer cells there that are uh, under the Gleason 4. They're like 3.34 or whatever that means. And uh, it was suggested to have a, a, a freezing done of the prostate. I was wondering what you thought of that uh, procedure. 
Yeah, um, the, what, what Don is talking about is the Gleason score, which is a method of scoring prostate cancer. And, and they, they add two numbers. And it's usually a three, a four, or a five. Those are the numbers, most of the range. And if you get a a total of seven, that's considered not the highest um, end. Um, Eight is getting higher. Um, Six is lower. And so you're right kind of in the middle of that. And so you're going to get different uh, ideas from different urologists on what to do. Herein lies the problem with prostate cancer is that we're never sure what's the best route to take. And every man is different. And indeed, this is only in men. Uh, I... uh, all of the procedures for prostate cancer are relatively safe. Um, and uh, so if I, I, since I don't know your specifics of your, of your cancer, I can only say I would, I would stick to what your urologist says or get a second opinion just so you can feel comfortable about it. The procedures they're describing are all accepted procedures. Um, they can freeze them. They can do surgery. They can do radiation. There's a lot of things to be done for your prostate. And so uh, a, um, I should also say that one option for prostate cancer is to do nothing. Most men, literally most men who have prostate cancer will die of something else, but with their prostate cancer. you It'll be in your body forever, but it's probably not going to be the thing that takes you. That being the case, prostate cancer still is the third leading cause of death in men because it's so common. So that's a whole lot of wordy stuff to say that I trust that advice from your urologist. Uh, but I can't say specifically about your case. All right, when we come back, questions about China, deer hunters, and health clubs. How's that for a teaser? Oh, good grief, Marcini. Phone lines are also open, and we've got some people holding. 651-989-9226. More with Dr. Hilden. Open lines when we come back. Rashini Rajkumar and Dr. David Hilden back with you on Healthy Matters, our open line show. Get your questions, your final texts in. We've got a lot, so I would also keep your texts and your calls brief. 651-989-9226. Karen, thank you for waiting patiently. She's calling from Rosemont. Hello? Karen, go ahead. Yes, my question is in regard to contact tracing. I took the course back from Johns Hopkins back in April or May. Where are they hiring contact tracers? I looked at the Minnesota Department of Health, and at that time they wasn't. So where would you get a job as a contact tracer, even if it was part-time? I don't know, Karen, but it's a um, first of all, great that you did that training and great that you're interested because that is a public service to our community. I would assume it's the Minnesota Department of Health. Uh, um, you know, state.min.gov or health. Um, I won't even try. Um, I think you can Google. Yeah, just Google. Yeah, but that. she already tried that and didn't find. I would just call their main line um, on Monday morning and see because I know they have a lot of them and they're employed by MDH, I think. All so right. So here we go. We're going to do a bit of a fire round through all these texts you're, you've gotten about a couple dozen. What is China doing? They are literally showing zero cases while the rest of the world is in red zones. What are they doing that we should be doing? Uh, I, you know, I obviously have no insider information about what China's doing. I think that uh, um, China does have a, a obviously a society that tolerates lockdowns more than we would. Uh, I think that so they do have some differences to us. I also don't know. I don't think I can make any comments about the accuracy of the data coming out of China. I don't think that that might be a characteristic of the Chinese government. But I do happen to know that I have friends who have 
family in China. They are exceptionally talented in the scientific community in China. They're very talented. So they are probably doing a lot of research, a lot of lockdowns, a lot of social distancing. But again, I can't comment on the on the public relations aspect of it. All right. So we've got about four minutes to get through like 15 texts here. Wondering about deer season. Four guys from four different cities stay in small wood stove cabin. Is it safe? No. <laughs> that that's a that's a super spreader event at a, on a smaller scale. Four four guys unrelated in a cabin is not safe. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I wish I could say something different about that. But stay in different cabins. Stay in a tent. Do something different. Or are you just gonna have to mask up? Or just acknowledge you're gonna get it from each other. All right. I recently started back at a gym. I see a lot of sanitizing protocol happening. How are the gyms doing in regards to the virus? Uh, also a not safe situation. This is one I wish I could say something different because so many people need to exercise and work out and go to their gyms, but indoor spaces for long periods of time near other people is also not safe. Uh, find a gym that you can be very far apart from each other. Wear your mask if you can. Find They are now making workout masks, so look for one of those, one that's very breathable and yet safe. Find a workout mask, wear it all the time, stay far from people, and indeed wipe down all the surfaces. Well, and I'll just give a plug to Lifetime. I go to the one in St. Louis Park and they've got, you know, the equipment is very spaced or every other things like that. You have to wear a mask indoors until you get to your workout space. Yep. What yep. is heart calcification test? I have high cholesterol. Statins gave me extreme joint pain, high liver enzymes. Is it recommended I take the test? Yeah, you might be somebody to text her to get the test. A C, it's a CT scan that measures the calcification of the arteries of your heart. Um, we don't recommend it for everybody because what are you going to do about it? You know, but you are already doing everything that we know to do about it. Get your cholesterol down. Get your blood pressure down. It will tell you how hard your arteries are. Hard, hard arteries are not good. So you might want to get a calcium score. That's a reasonable thing to do. All right, doctor, I'm 58 and I'm inquiring about the shingles vaccine and its efficacy rate. Both my brother and father have, had, have had shingles. Should I get the vaccine? Yes. Um, the, the, the shingles vaccine is one of those success stories. This thing works. It works really well. The original one about 10 years ago was pretty good. The current one is very good. Um, it does hurt a little bit. The shot hurts. You might be sick for a, you know, not feel well for a day or two, but shingles is a yucky thing to get, but more than yucky, a post-herpetic neuralgia is a complication that leads to lifelong pain in about 10% of people. So I do recommend the shingle shot. Is it safe to attend a small group six Thanksgiving dinner if we are all six feet apart, not sitting together, but six feet apart when eating? Relatively unsafe, I'm sorry to say. Um, if you don't live together, if they're not in your pod, Thanksgiving dinners are, are scaring most of us. Now, if you do it, very, very, very far apart from each other. And um, But eating around a table, even you know, that's a dangerous one. But you, know, you have to make your own decisions. But I've got to be honest, that one's risky. All right, so I want to take this moment to put in a plug for you. Dr. Hilden will be coming on my show in a future Sunday, Real Talk with Rashini from 9 to noon. And we, you can help us craft what he's going to talk about because we can only get to so much on our open line show. So be sure to email Dr. Hilden and let people know how to do that. Uh, if you have a specific topic you want him to come on my show and talk about, can you give us that, uh, that address? Absolutely. So um, what I'm asking people to do is go to myhealthymatters.org. That's not an email address, but it's a website. It is it is myhealthymatters.org, and that is all one word. Um, first of all, you can read lots of cool stuff that I've written over the years, um, but you can also leave your comments with me about what, what hot topics you'd like us to talk about. I'm super looking forward to coming on your show, Rashini. You know, we'll have a little more time and 
and uh, we can talk about what's on people's minds. We are already getting a lot of people going to myhealthymatters.org and leaving their their suggestions. I got a lot of them. So you're going to give Rashini and I a lot to think about, about what we can talk about if you go there. And you might want to, you know, you can always tweet me things at Dr. David Hilden. The Dr. stands for doctor, Dr. David Hilden. You can do that. Yeah, all these ways to get in touch. There's lots of ways. And another plug for your show, Healthy Matters, on that last Sunday in November, I believe it's the 29th of November. It is going to be an open line show, but it's a Hot Topics open line show. So at that same blog address he just gave you, you can weigh in. We'll take the top three vote getters for topics, and that will be the three topics we cover on open lines on November 29th. So sit around, be virtual with your family. Um, and wow, time is already expiring. He is Dr. David Hilden. This is Healthy Matters. We'll be back next Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Any really quick thoughts in five seconds or less? Join us next week. We're going to talk about injuries in children. It's going to be a great show. All right. A great show. Tough topic. Meantime, make it a healthy week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.